Welcome to the after dinner podcast called Stay Up Home. Kids. That's right, baby. It's me and it's her. And it's not d- she and him. <laughs> Your favorite band? Everybody's favorite. Are you kidding me? Um, delayed, delayed, delayed. Maybe yes. this is the title of this one. Delayed, delayed, delayed. <clears throat> And when I said by 48 hours, I guess what I meant was by four to eight days. <laughs> because here we are. So this, what day is today? It's Tuesday. Apparently it's yeah. Tuesday. So, yeah. Sorry, everybody. Look, my schedule got changed. I thought... At the last minute. Yeah. Very much last minute. I thought I was doing... I was doing a one-night gig that I thought was all encompassed in the same day. But it turned out I had to be there the night before, and that sent my schedule into disarray. Oh, so much disarray, guys. Yeah. It really fucked up a it lot of things. It fucked up everything. <laughs> and now we're leaving tomorrow to South Carolina. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I want to apologize to our dear sponsors, Laura Lee, Baron, and Green Chef. We are a little we late. Prof- profusely and profoundly apologize to both Laura Lee and Green, Green Chef. Chef. Laura Lee is a person. Green Chef is a company. Mm-hmm. Laura Lee works for a company. So I feel better apologizing to her than a company. Because mm-hmm. can you apologize to a company? Although maybe there's a person that is a Green Chef. <laughs> if you went there to their headquarters, you would see like a green guy who's cooking up some... Like Kermit the Frog. I mean, he's green. He could be. He, Maybe it's he not cooks. easy being green. Maybe he cooks. It's not easy being green. No, it's says. not. Anyway, I'm Jane. What a sad song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. I love that. Po- I love Hi, that song. My name is Paul F. Tompkins. Hi, my name is Janie Haddad Tompkins. I am a comedian. I am an actress. We are a married couple living in Los Angeles, and this is our after dinner podcast. We just sit and chat and have a glass of weekend water. That's all we do. And guess what? You don't know what we're going to say because guess what? We don't know what we're going to say. <laughs> Anything can happen, and it usually doesn't. It's sort of like a throwback to when people were, um, you know, spontaneous. Mm-hmm. That's what this podcast is. It is a throwback to when people were spontaneous. Yes. I agree. Remember when, like, content that they call it now was not actually crafted and produced <laughs> down to... <laughs> Like, in a way where it's like... What are you every- talking about? <laughs> what is this super slick content that you're seeing? I just... Was I like, think everything's I, bullshit. Like, <laughs> just sloppy bullshit that people are throwing out there. No, I'm talking about, like, in the olden days when, mm-hmm. like, you could turn on TV and see, like, shit happen. And now, like, you turn on TV and everything is oh, like, that's true. oh, we're going to have a, a spontaneous conversation about what you did last night. But we're going to yeah. our producers are going to have a three hour phone call on how you're going to tell the story. That's true. Like, There's, I hate that shit. Like, it does not excite me because yeah. I like real human behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God, I hear a helicopter. Fucking L.A. The freeway, the 10 freeway is on fire. Oh, yeah. You can't get around downtown. I don't don't know how we're getting to the airport tomorrow. Tell you that. It's going to suck. It's like, maybe we'll get there. Maybe we won't. Let's talk about the song, It's Not Easy Being Green. Okay, yeah. Because I haven't thought about it for a long time. It reminds me of another song that I heard today that I'll tell you about in a minute. It's Easy Being Green? No. The answer song? No. Keep going. 
It's very sad, and I haven't thought about it in a while. It's about how hard life is. Pretty much. How hard it is to be a human. Is it? In frog form. But I mean, I got to look at the You know what's funny? You're wearing a green t-shirt. It's true, and it wasn't easy to get on. (laughs) So your version would be, it's not easy to wear green? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And no one would care. (laughs) I mean, they might care if if green is their favorite color. Well, the, they would probably have no problem. So, since we have recorded, Matthew Perry died on my birthday, which was weird. Oh, yeah, it wasn't your birthday. Yeah. But I guess, like, today, like, Matt LeBlanc posted um, a little tribute on his socials, social media, mm-hmm. and the song, dun, dun, dun. Songs about rainbows. Oh, yeah. Rainbow Connection. That reminds me of Not Easy Being Green for some reason. Same artist. Kermit the Frog. Kerm. 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 I never liked Rainbow Connection. What? Yeah, I know. Anyway, it was a sad tribute because... I think think it got overplayed for everything. What do you think of the level of overplaying of... Dancing on my own. Do you have an opinion on that? Well, I mean, obviously for the Phillies, it was a big song. Oh, that's right. I fucking forgot. Yes. But it was overplayed before. I didn't realize that. I mean, I was not hearing it There's much. like so many versions there of it. There are many, many versions of it. Yes. Like, you know, and all this stuff. What are so you learning? It's not easy being green, I think, is about liking yourself. All right. Oh, so it's not about like how hard it is to be a person. It's about how you might wish that you were different, but then you are special and you should treasure that. It's not easy being green. It seems you blend in with so many other ordinary things and people tend to pass you over because you're not standing out. Oh, good. A big fucking ad popped up. (laughs) Oh, I thought that was part of the song. (laughs) You could have modulated your voice I, I thought I gave it you know a slight change. I thought I, I gave it a slight change. No, there was really no change. Because you're not standing out like flashy sparkles in the water or stars in the sky. Oh. But green is the color of spring, and green can be cool and friendly-like, and green can be big like an ocean or important like a mountain or tall like a tree. When green is all there is to be, it can make you wonder why, but why wonder? Why wonder? I'm green, and it'll do fine. It's beautiful, and I think it's what I want to be. So it's very sweet. So it starts out sad. I forgot all the rest of it. <laughs> I just remember this sad part. But Rainbow. Where he's like, maybe I should be. The, I missed the first lyric. Where he's like, maybe I should be red or yellow, something more colorful. Okay. And then I get it. at the end, he comes to realize, you know what? It's actually not so bad being me. I, um, I don't know how I feel about being me right now. Hmm. Huh. The eternal question. <laughs> Is it? I mean, I know. I'm struggling, baby. I'm fucking struggling. I'm fucking struggling, man. I'm fucking struggling. First of all, I will say the strikes are over. That was, um, I thought would feel like a relief. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Yeah. I don't feel it. No, because it's not. It's not over, over. It's not 
completely over. It's not completely over. Yeah, there's still the contract to go over and all that shit. And now there's all this drama, infighting, and you know, there's drama over the contract, y'all. There's drama. I don't know. Maybe we have some people who are not. In the union, when, when when I was when I was saying, I hope we can get back to doing drama soon. <laughs> this is not what I meant. <laughs> I, you know, and like some of my friends are like, listen, you know, we've spent this entire time being mad at someone. Yeah, the armpit, <laughs> and so the AMPTP that they're called the AMPTP guys, or the armpit, or whatever. And and now that like they have reached an agreement that sort of like yelling and stridency and, you know, you know, fist shaking now has turned toward one another. Yeah. Which I don't, I watched the writers settle their strike and I didn't see any of that shit Mm -hmm. on that side of the aisle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our union is 160,000 plus people. Right. The Writers Guild is like around like 11 or 12,000 people. So maybe it's just an easier body of people to communicate with. I, I to, would like to seamlessly communicate with. To paraphrase the old expression, mo people, mo problems. <laughs> but it really is true. The more people you get involved in something, the more discord is possible. Yeah. I mean, I was telling Julie today because she wanted to know some of it or whatever. And I was like, yeah, we just have a very diverse membership of people. For example, like you could have like a three-year-old that's a SAG member. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear it from them. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, you know, like somebody's baby is in SAG and somebody's like great grandma is in SAG. Yeah. Those are not who is who are in the writers guild. Right. And in addition to that, working as a background artist, Mm -hmm. you can they don't check your felony record. And it's one of the jobs in California that like felons will Oh wow, I never thought about that. Oh, that's so funny because I actually did a short film specifically about that. Really? Yeah. When? Do you remember Stan? <laughs> yeah, I do remember Stan. Yeah. Stan was my coworker at M Bar. He's an actor. He's back in New York now. He did this short film about background actors because mm-hmm. his buddy, like, he has his buddy. Mm-hmm. the The premise of the film is like he has his buddy, and the guy's getting out of jail, and he's like, "No one will hire me," or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Stan's like, "No, man." There's got to be like a background actor because they don't check and it's great. You get free food. Mm -hmm. You do all that stuff. And so like then I'm part of like sort of like the chorus of background actors, Mm -hmm. which is very fitting. It's it's very timely because it seems like it holds up. This was years ago. And this premise holds up because the SAG members that are background actors are so pissed off and entitled and it's such an unpleasant work environment mm-hmm. he wants to go back to jail that's the short that's the <laughs> film <Jesus Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> which uh it was like a comedy short i mean i should hope so yeah 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 so basically there's that why don't you tell us about you man who wants to hear that 
Right, our our homekins family. <laughs> I'm I'm very tired. Uh, I feel like I've just been scrambling a lot, doing a lot of things. Some things have been fun. Some things have not been fun. But name a fun thing. Well, yesterday we had uh, we have a new person in our touring band, and so we had a rehearsal in anticipation of the shows in Charleston. The Variatopia variety shows. Yes. In case you're new to this. Yes. Paul does um, a, ver- a modern variety show that is fucking awesome. Thank you, my honey. And we're doing shows this Friday in Charleston, South Carolina. At Music Farm. If you don't have a ticket, get yours. And so we had just a quick rehearsal. And so I met the new guy, and he's super cool. And, you know, it's always nice to see the rest of the gang. Rehearsal went very well. That's great. That's great news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went right from that to recording the off-book podcast holiday episode, which is a uh, tradition. I wonder if I'm allowed to talk about it. I don't think it's supposed to be like a huge surprise. But if it's a tradition, how can it be a surprise? <laughs> well, because the podcast ended. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if they wanted to like surprise people. Oh, well, it's kind of the holidays. I, I know, but it's yeah. it, it'll be coming out next month. Oh, I see. It's a Christmas themed thing. Okay. Well, maybe you're helping promote it. I'm sure that I am. <laughs> I, I bet it'll be okay. Okay. Um, cuz nobody said like don't say anything to anybody. Right. Um, but Off Book is a great podcast uh where these very talented people Jess McKenna and Zach Reno uh they improvise musicals and they're both very funny and so uh, amazingly good at making up songs wow and they play with a band they have a a, a guitarist a keyboardist and a drummer um who are also all excellent and uh, we've been doing this thing every year. It turns out it was, it's been seven years. This is the seventh time we've done it. Uh, really? Where it's me and Nicole Parker are the guests. Oh, cool. And we do a Christmas-themed or a holiday-themed uh, episode. And it was just a ball, you know, and, like, we laughed all the way through it. And then we got to hang out for a little bit, and then I had to stay. Because my schedule got messed up on Friday, then uh, we had to rearrange the recording of the Neighborhood Listen podcast, yeah. which I do with Nicole yeah. and Brett Morris, who's also in the Off Book band. And so we hung out with the Off Book folks for a bit, and then they left, and then our Neighborhood Listen guests arrived. And then Are you we allowed did to say that... who it is? Or that's a something you surprised? Yeah, that'll be, yeah. Okay. Because that, that won't come out for a while. Okay. Um, and then we had a ball. Like, we, we laughed all the way through that and, you know, had a really fun time. So it was a fun, it was a really fun night, even a uh, day altogether, even though I did not, once again, did not eat lunch and ate snacks for lunch, mm. which always feels That's kind of bad. That's a thumbs down. Yeah. That's a thumbs down. Well, that doesn't, um, like, fuel the engine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you're running, if you're burning the candle mm-hmm. at both ends, as you are explaining right now. Mm-hmm. It's important to kind of like cautiously fuel. I know, I know. It's just you like gotta, like your your past I'm, I'm self always, has to think. I know, but I'm always running late and I'm always like out the door and 
You're a little overscheduled. You know. Yeah, which to is me, also... it's like a boundaries thing. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, though, I've gotten better at not doing things I don't want to do. Okay. But then there's also a lot of things that I do want to do. But I did call out sick from a show, from an improv show, when I got back on Sunday from this out-of-town gig, which I felt bad about, but they were very understanding about it. Yeah. But And I'm sure it was a great show. Anyway, it was a great lineup. And I was, and I was sorry to miss it, but... Right, right. I just couldn't do it, and I was afraid I was going to get sick, which, thank God, did not happen. Which, by the way, like, you also don't want to, like, push through something and then not bring your best self when it could... You That's know what I'm saying? I just didn't... I didn't have any gas in the tank. Yeah. And I, I knew it wouldn't... I like, you don't get marks good. for just showing up. No, it's true. You, you know, it's you like... You also have to be wildly you entertaining you have to and bring brilliant. It. <laughs> you have to bring it. Um, <laughs> but also, like, maybe you open a slot for someone else who wants to get yeah, on the show. Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, right now I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'm just kind of, it's caught up to me and I'm kind of tired and, but I, you know, I haven't been taking care of myself very well because I've been staying up late because then that's when it's like me time. And even though it's not helping me the next day, I'm defiantly doing it and then paying the price the next morning. See, I wonder if it's me time. Okay, this is me just sort of like being a little bit like backseat psychologist oh, or something. not like you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe it's armchair psychiatrist. Oh, is that Here's the it? three things. Backseat driver, Monday morning quarterback... And armchair psychologist. What's the backyard backyard something? Backseat driver? No, there's a back isn't there a backyard? Backyard? Backyard barbecue? What the fuck is our HVAC doing? Come on, HVAC. <laughs> it's cold in here. I know, I just turned it. I thought it would help you stay <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna fall asleep during the recording. I was like, it's What like, if I get hypothermia <laughs> and then I do fall asleep? Well, like in casinos, they keep it really cold so you don't get true. tired of gambling. And so I thought, well, like, what if I did this for Paul? Who could ever get tired of gambling? Oh, so you wanted <laughs> to exploit me the way ga- <laughs> Vegas <laughs> exploits people with a disease. Just for the next hour. <laughs> Just for the next hour so we could <laughs> put, like produce this podcast on the schedule that we... You're like Colonel Tom Parker or <laughs> Joe Jackson. Oh my God, I saw Priscilla. I, I don't know if I should... Okay, I have a lot of things that were going on with me if mm. you want... Okay, so wait, so I was... <laughs> if you want me to pick up the slack is what I'm saying. Oh, sure. Wait, but I was going to... If you're interested in me at all, (laughs) and whether I live or die. Sure, my day was fine, honey. (laughs) My day was great. Thanks for asking. (laughs) No, I was going to say, like, is it defiance or is it, like... Sure, it's defiance, Mm -hmm. right? But it's also maybe, like, a little bit of avoidance. Do you know what I'm saying? I feel like there's like an avoidant thing that kicks in when you are feeling a little resentful about like the over scheduling, mm-hmm. overbooking, overrunning. What am I avoiding? Like ta- like facing that you have to take care of yourself. Facing that in order to like 
Yeah, I know. I don't consider to operate it at avoiding. Capacity. I consider it more self sabotage. So maybe we're splitting hairs. <laughs> I feel like it's more of me consistently setting myself up for failure rather than <laughs> avoiding something. But what is I'm it? I'm pursuing making myself miserable. <laughs> tomato, tomato, right. touche. Um, I was going to say. Touchado. <laughs> Touche, touche. Oh, that because that's, that's a title. good title. Touche, touche, touchado. Yeah. Touchado, touche, <laughs> touchado. Let's call the whole thing off. Oh, you just cut right to the big finish. <laughs> I don't know the rest of it. No, no one does, and no one ever will. <laughs> okay, I got sort of like. But oh, <laughs> if we call the whole thing off, then we must part. And oh, <laughs> if we have a part, that would break my heart. Like a... What? <laughs> part. What happened to you? <laughs> what, ha- what happened to you? It's got really punchy. It really happened in a I second. Who was the song? The song I just felt did it to like you. you. Did you see? I got like entranced. Yeah, like, I did see. It was like fully entranced <laughs> when you started seeing it. Like I started like uh, it was like a like a what's it called the snake and the flute the cobra. Uh, it was like I became yes, like the that. snake charmer. I was like you were doing cuckoo. Cuckoo! Thank God you're here. <laughs> thank fucking Christ. Oh, cuckoo! You'll never believe what just oh, happened. Oh my God. Wait, so I wanted to get Paul pumped up, and I was like, I know what I'll, I know what I'll do it for you. Mm-hmm. I played that Jelly Roll song. I always love the guy when I need a favor. Now, okay, we so you yeah. know, long-time oh, listeners know that we watch all the country award shows. Yeah, and we watch the CMAs. And here's the thing. Yeah. Why, the, how same the same people? <laughs> five songs. Are up for awards like for, the next year for yeah. two to three years, it seems. <laughs> so the turnover in country music seems to be very slow. It's weird. I like here's the thing. I felt like I figured it out kind of by the end, mm-hmm. which is that they're all different award shows that are unaware of the other award shows. <laughs> they're unaware. <laughs> Do you know? Or like you know, they operate like in their own zone. There's like the country music television awards, the uh, whatever something award, the yeah, American music. Yeah, that doesn't music. explain it though. Then there's the CMA as a country. But that doesn't explain why the same because songs. Because of the timing of it. Like one might come out like in in November of 2023. And so that gets all those albums and songs. And then the cycle like of November of 2020. Two or whatever. I need to know what you know the what cycle saying? is. Yes, I need to the know what the cycle, cycle is. The cycle like stretches it out somehow. Because it does seem like a full two years of the same songs. <laughs> honestly, agree. Yeah. Like, honestly, agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Jelly Roll, so like he opened it with like, I only talk to God <laughs> when I need a favor. Mm. And I only pray when I ain't got a prayer. So he came out and he opened with this and he was like, you know, he had the choir and everything. And, like, we only learned about this song, like, a, like we learned about it because the song won something, like, a year ago. It right? was. Here's when we discovered this song. April 3rd. No, that's impossible. It yes. was, like, 10 years ago. No, because... 
because it was we, fucking pre-COVID. We texted, <laughs> we texted our friend Phil Morrison mm. and sent him the song. We're like, this slaps. Mm. So that's when it was. That that was our first time seeing Jelly Roll sing this song. So he so then he opened. So what award Here's show was thing. that? Here's the thing. It says CMT in the text. So that's a different thing. Yes. Than CMAs. Yes, there's CMT, CMA, but there's another one. In the middle, like the AM somethings. Yeah. Or the, and then there's also like, there'll be like some variety shit that they'll do here and there, like for the holidays or whatever. Of course. You know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's, I guess it's one year, but it's so many shows. It's that so it feels many like shows. More. They're on a circuit. Like yeah. they're on a real so, circuit. Because like the movies have the Oscars and the Golden Globes, but there's not like a third movie award well, show that's broadcast. Or, there's the SAG Awards. But that's, uh, that's, that's movies and TV. That's a good so point. So there's the Emmys is the only thing Independent for film TV. Yeah, but I mean. Right. Spirit Awards. <laughs> no, you know what? But I, I assume there is somebody who watches all of them the way we yeah, watch yeah, all yeah. of these all same the fucking ones. country ones. Should we, we cut watch- one out? <laughs> well, they're not all great. No, and people were mad. I think at the CMAs last year, mm. like Jason is, like they got mad at them last year. Oh, because he killed that guy for COVID. They brought that old man. Back. Oh, Charlie Pride. Is it that why they got yeah. mad at him? The CMAs. Why they got mad at Jason Isbell? No, sorry. Why Jason Isbell and a few others got mad at the CMAs? Because uh, they brought uh, they tried. I don't. Out. I don't know if it was that. I feel like there was something else. Like some people were like, I'm renouncing my membership. Because they thought they they killed Charlie Pride? <laughs> okay. I don't remember Y'all those things do being not connected. Quote me on this. Yeah. This I it in my mind feels connected. That might have been an assumption that we made. Was like, <laughs> oh, they killed him. <laughs> they also, dragged this was, old vulnerable man on stage also, at the height like, of COVID. He has agency. He chose. <laughs> it's true. Like it get, but it gets tricky with older people. Older people. Yes, I know, like elder abuse and exactly. whatnot. Exactly. But like, was Charlie Pride elder abused into c- collecting his lifetime achievement award? I, don't I mean. Know. Maybe I he had don't nothing know better to do. He could have. He could have shot a video. Yeah. Hey y'all. He wanted. He wanted it. He wanted that. He wanted, of course. You know, he wanted. Course. You know, not to spoil anything, but we did watch this. Um, you know, tune out if you're if you think documentaries are spoilers. But it, we watched this <laughs> Albert Brooks <laughs> documentary. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna grab a sweater. Keep talking. Are you getting a sweater? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Do I need to turn it off? No, I, I need it to keep me awake. <laughs> oh, you do need it to keep you awake? I don't know. <laughs> do you want <laughs> I mean, okay. It's fine. Okay. So anyway, like, he told this insane story about his dad, who was a comedian, how he died on the dais at the Friars Club after... They had just inducted Lucille Ball, the very first female inductee of the Friars Club, into the Friars Club. After he totally like slayed yes, with his, his father material. was a comedian, destroyed, destroyed, sat down, and then like a moment later, put his head down and he was dead. He was dead. Yeah, which is like an insane and unusual and odd story. Yeah, but on the other hand. Like, if you're going to craft a death for yourself, like, if you were going to... 
like if we're going around the table and you're like, if you could pick how you die, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, got to be in the, like, it's got to be up there. I don't think I thought about this. Okay. Of course. Yeah. About because how, about there like, have been a few comedians that have died on stage. Sure. Um, I don't think I would want to die on stage in front of everybody, uh-huh. but I don't <laughs> mind the idea of that being the last thing that I do. Like having the sensation of like, I annihilated. Like yeah, I just like I, annihilated. I had a good set. It was fun. People enjoyed it, and then... In the privacy of your dressing room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. Hmm, okay. I think that's very poetic if somebody, like, knocks on the door, (laughs) and then they just see me sitting in a chair, and then (laughs) they go around and discover that I've passed on. Okay. I'm a real, like... I'm uh, I'm a real die-in-your-sleep kind of gal. Yeah. That's the dream. I mean, that's the fucking dream. That's the dream. That is, like, literally the dream. Yeah, the dream that never ends. Yeah, it's the dream. But What if you're having a fucking nightmare? <laughs> and that's your last, your last sort of sentient thought. Mm, it's like you're having like some that. dumb stress dream about, like, I'm going to be late for my flight or whatever. I don't like that. I'm in school again, and I didn't study for the test. And then you're dead. <laughs> I can't remember the lines to the Shakespeare play. <laughs> and it's opening night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is leading me. I'm going to talk about my thing. Yeah, man. Talk about it. You think it's okay? I'm just going to talk about it. I didn't sign any fucking thing. I had this crazy thing happen. Mm. Where, like, I was invited, or I guess, whatever you call it, to audition Mm -hmm. for a commercial campaign. You got an audition. I got an audition. This is, like, before the strike ended. Like, I... I, Mm -hmm. It was, like, before the strike ended, like, a week ago or something. Because I was, like, picketing, and they were, like, oh, yeah, this audition. It's a Zoom audition, and I open up the email or whatever, and I was like, there's no dates on it. There's no, like, you know, and they're like, they're looking for. No dates in terms of when it works. When it works. Yeah. Nothing like that. But so I was like, oh, this is, like, far out. For, for the lay people out there, that means, like, when the commercial will shoot. Yeah, like, what are when your, when it. you have to be available. Yes. When, when you have to be available to them. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I was like, oh, it's for Geico Insurance. Well, guys, it turns out they're bringing the cavemen back. Okay? <laughs> they're bringing the cavemen back. And the, uh, the premise is... <laughs> the premise is that they are, like, it's the cavemen, but, like, 20 years later. Okay? Yeah, it's supposed to be the same cavemen. Same, same cavemen 20 years later. Like, where they are now. Mm-hmm. Now they're all middle-aged, mm-hmm. and they're all, like, having, like, an existential crisis, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, they wanted to cast the wife of one of the cavemen. That's what I was invited to read for. Now, now this gal 
is a is a currently evolved being. Her name is Tina. Tina. And she's a homo sapien. Well, we have some wonderful sponsors this week. Whether you love them or can't stand them, surprises are a part of life. Edward Jones financial advisor Laura Lee Barron, in front of the podcast, can help get you ready for whatever life throws at you, even the welcome surprises. She will work with you to meet your changing needs to help you end up where you want to be. And while there is never a good time to experience unexpected costs, she can help make them feel a little less unexpected. Is your current financial advisor really listening to you or just waiting for his turn to talk? Laura Lee is here for you, ready to listen. She wants to know what's important to you. She wants you to share your goals so you can work together to put you on the financial path that's right for you. So call Laura Lee Barron at 773-551-3437. That's 773-551-3437. Or visit edwardjones.com slash Laura Lee dash Barron. That's edwardjones.com slash Laura Lee, L-A-U-R-A-L-E-E dash Baron, B-E-R-A-N, to schedule an appointment today. Edward Jones, member S-I-P-C. Green Chef, have you heard the good news? (laughs) Let me tell you all about it. Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. There's variety and customization. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating clean. Let Green Chef take the work out of eating clean this holiday season with chef-crafted, nutritionist-approved recipes featuring fresh ingredients with nothing artificial. Choose from recipes featuring lean proteins like turkey and sockeye salmon, batamundi, tilapia, scallops, and shrimp. Certified organic whole fruits, vegetables, and eggs, and plenty of whole grain options. Green Chef has options for every lifestyle. Eat clean the easy way with recipes that help manage your weight and support your wellness goals without skimping on flavor. Green Chef is sustainable. Feel your best this November with seasonal recipes featuring certified organic fruits and vegetables, organic cage-free eggs, and sustainably sourced Seafood and Green Chef is convenient and easy. They deliver everything you need to eat clean the easy way this November. Feel your best with Green Chef crafted. <laughs> they didn't say green. Chef crafted, nutritionist approved recipes. I've said this already. So I'm going to say this. Power through the bustling holiday season with their convenient step-by-step recipes, including wholesome dinners ready in 30 minutes or less, 10-minute lunches, grab-and-go lunches, and green bundles featuring clean snacks and functional beverages. Plus, Cut down on meal prep with pre-portioned and prepped ingredients, including pre-measured sauces, spices, and dressings, my three favorites, delivered right to your door. We've had Green Chef so many times. They've sent us stuff. We have made it and enjoyed, I got to say, every single thing that they have sent us. Is that fair to say? I think it is. And now it's time for me to call you to action. 
For Green Chef's best deal of the year, get $250 off with code HOMEKINS250 at greenchef.com slash HOMEKINS250. That is HOMEKINS250 is the code at greenchef.com slash HOMEKINS250 to get $250 off. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Thank you, Green Chef. Thank you, Green Chef. Well, <laughs> those are our wonderful sponsors. Thank you, Laura Lee and Green Chef. Yes, thank you. Well, isn't this funny? I was in the middle of telling this story, <laughs> and uh, we experienced technical difficulties. The garage band just stopped recording. Yeah, okay. It I, was very strange. You seem very, like, shocked about this, but, like, my MacBook has been whack. I didn't know that. And so... More like whack book? <laughs> whack book? Yeah. I mean, that's a good burn. Mac is whack. Yeah. Okay. And like, it's like your disk storage is full and I keep trying to offload stuff and mm-hmm. I keep thinking I do and it's like not enough space. And I'm like, why is it doing this to I've me? I've been there. Oh, you have? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's what I think is happening here. Mm-hmm. And, um, that demoralized me, mm-hmm. and now I don't want to tell the story about the Geico caveman anymore. I don't blame you. Suffice to say, <laughs> you didn't get the job. I didn't get the job. Which sucks. But there was, like, a whole journey with it. There which was is a whole like, journey, yeah. They, like, begged me. I said I, I wasn't coming. <laughs> they begged me to come in. Because there was a trap. Now you're telling I, the story? <laughs> well, I'm, get, I'm, I'm not going to tell the story. It's abbreviated, I'm actually yeah. not going to tell the story. Fair enough. But that they begged me to come in, and I was like, no, I booked this travel. It's going to cost me thousands of dollars. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I was saying. Is it, I was like, it's going to cost me this. It's going to cost me. And then my agent was like, just go. Like, you know, what do they care? They're, you know, they have millions of dollars. What do they mm. care about thousands of dollars to fly you back? And mm. I was like, all right, all right. And then they were like, you were amazing. The guy, the director was like, literally as I walk out the door, he's like, you crushed it. <laughs> and then... That was Friday afternoon. Monday morning, I get the call, and they're like, you weren't even pinned. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what in the actual... Okay, whatever. So there you go. So showbiz, am I right? Anyway, we watched Southern Charm. Hold on a second. I have to ask you this. Okay, what? And I maybe this is something I should have asked you before we got married. Do you ever use an external hard drive for anything? That's what I tried to offload stuff onto some so the answer is stu- yes. Stuff. So the answer is yes. I, it's not that I use a, an external hard drive for anything. It's no, but that do you store things on an external hard drive ever? I put some stuff on an external hard drive to try to free up my right. okay. thing. It seems to have done nothing. Yeah. I have. A, I feel like I've been down that I same road. I have like a um, iCloud, like a tiny little iCloud subscription, Aww. which I don't understand why it doesn't help me in my life. Yeah. It helps me, like, grab certain documents when I need them on different devices. Yes, 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 yes. But it doesn't help me with this, your storage disk is full bullshit. Yeah, yeah. When I'm like, okay, guys. Here's the issue I've been running into. Okay. With my devices. Mm. Is that I stopped deleting text messages. Me too. And you know who made me stop doing it? Martin. Yeah. He keeps all his... I bet Our he, friend, but he, Martin I bet, You know what? I bet he pays for the highest cloud. 
Maybe he the, does. The terabyte or whatever. Maybe the fuck. he does. Whatever hundreds of dollars. Yeah. yeah. But this was years ago that he said this. And I was yeah, like, but I still, oh, but... that is kind of fun to be able to go back and just sure. access anything. Yeah. I never dreamed it was taking up so much space. Every It takes, it's Because, you know, like when space. you sync your thing, you sync your phone or whatever. I don't sync. I use the cloud to sync. Okay. I don't want this to be a contest. It's just cloud synced. All right. Stop being such a... <laughs> Pissy bitch. Simp for the cloud. <laughs> Hope the cloud hears this, bro. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I already forgot where we were naming this. Touche to shadow. Touche to shadow. Yeah. Sim- but simp for the cloud is good. Simp for the cloud. I don't know. Simp I still for the like. Cloud, I still you like, whiny little bitch. I still. I feel like I've. <laughs> Like iCloud did not does not quite sync things the way that I want it to sync. Do you know what I mean? I fucking hate everything right now. Everything fucking sucks. And they're like, oh, AI, AI. And I'm like, I can't even find disk space on my fucking MacBook to record a fucking podcast. And I'm supposed to predict what loophole is in the Screen Actors Guild contract about mm. about fucking artificial intelligence, fucking bite me. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> fucking bite me. That's somebody else's job. That is above my fucking pay grade. How about it? We fucking hired this, you know, whatever lawyer, this this uh, this uh, Ivy League brainiac to go in and, and argue our case for AI protections, mm-hmm. and now half of the union membership is like, he didn't stop AI. Mm-hmm. He didn't stop AI. And I'm like, bitch, that fucking horse left the gate. <laughs> and if AI can free up some disk space on my fucking oh, MacBook, no. you know what? Honey, no, don't say it. I'll put it in there. I'll put my oh, MacBook my in the AI fucking mouth. Open your mouth, AI, and eat my fucking MacBook. Because that's where I'm at right now. And spit out a fucking MacBook that has fucking storage disk space. <laughs> Open your mouth, AI might also be a good title. I don't, I don't know. I've got titles bursting out of me. <laughs> it's so true. I, it's so true. I you know, I wanted to talk about the fucking key. I wanted to talk about the audition. I wanted to talk about it. Mate, you know what? It's probably the universe like protecting me because they might have sued me. I didn't sign a, a non-disclosure agreement. Mm-hmm. But maybe they forgot to send me one because they forgot to put the dates of the. That's on them. They forgot to put the dates. That's on them. (laughs) Cavemen are coming back, y'all. Get ready. The fucking cavemen are coming back. (laughs) Maybe they'll get a show again. But I'm not going to be in it because. Maybe the the whole thing will. Well, but look, uh, some of the cavemen that were in that show were not the cavemen from the commercial. I know. Nicole was in it. I know. I know. Did they have wives? They probably did. Sure, they had wives. <laughs> maybe they'll. Maybe they'll. I'm turning the air down again. It got hot just when I I fixed it for you during the commercial break, and now what? I'm. But I put on a. Now I'm warm because I put this on. <laughs> I was. Oh, what the fuck is going on? You're doing psyops on me. <laughs> fuck. You know what I'm doing? I'm living my life. Let me. I will, in 2023, and it's hard. I will talk. Brief, it's hard. I will talk briefly about 
<laughs> my weekend. Yes. Because I stayed in a place. But you're gonna censor it a little. Yeah. I stayed. I stayed in a in a person's home. Made a very nice home. But <laughs> the the lights, everything was controlled by a remote control. It that, was too smart, which I've heard that about yes, our house. It actually. was not our house. Mm-hmm, I've heard a house is too smart. Who said that? When Mike stayed here that one Christmas. Yeah. That's who said it. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect you to say yeah like that. I thought you, I was expecting you to say yeah like. But here's oh yeah. The only thing that we have that's kind of challenging in any way is the lights. Which mm. what else? There's. The doorbell. There's the lights. <laughs> What's challenging about the doorbell? Not challenging. Everything requires an app. You have to have yeah. an app for the security system. You have to have an app for the video doorbell. You have to have an app for the what smart do you lights. Need the video you have to do- have an app for for the speakers, and then you have to sync up the fucking like TV with the f- Apple TV. These are hold on a second. These are all extraneous things. He didn't need the doorbell app. He didn't need the security app. But he, didn't he might not have shit. heard the doorbell ring because we get dinged on our phone. He doesn't need to hear the doorbell ring. He doesn't live here. <laughs> <laughs> he was staying here that one Christmas. I mean, I'm just saying. This, that, this was nothing compared to what I was dealing with. All right. I didn't mean to derail that. That's all right. I was merely interjecting. I understand. But I was staying in this room and... We were, I was on a floor with a friend of mine who was also on the show. We were staying in, in bedrooms opposite this, this area, this floor. And we could not figure out all the shit. Like, we wanted to change the temperature. Couldn't figure out how to do it. Because all the rooms had names. And then there would, you would select a room, and then there would be like a little picture that featured something Wait, that was in that room. Wait, when you said select a room, select a room where? There's like a menu on this remote. Oh, there was a remote control that, that you were has, using? Yes. Like a manual? This, yes. This remote controls every fucking thing, right? You could control anything in the house from this remote. Like a, like when you go in a hotel room and they're like, this is the iPad that you can push this and open <laughs> the curtain. God. <laughs> Remember when hotels were doing that? Not, I think they still do that. I don't know if they have the tablet anymore. Mm. Do you know how sometimes you go to a hotel and they still have like the the iPod dock with yeah. the, in the clock, like with the cl- with the little <laughs> yeah. thing sticking up? It's funny. <laughs> so eventually, I figured out. Oh wait, the room I'm in has this artwork on the wall, and I'm seeing the little picture. So that means this room is called exercise. Ew. Yeah, I'm pissed at this. I, I hated the whole thing. Sounds- but then, so the lights had, you know, three settings or whatever. But then there was also like a master setting out between the bedrooms. So sometimes we were accidentally turning each other's lights on. Are you kidding me? Yeah. There was also a screen, a TV in my room that it defaulted to like a screensaver that looked like a, a, a painting. Right? Uh-huh. Like our friends Stephen and Kathleen have. Uh-huh. And nowhere could I find a way to disable it. 
And eventually, I discovered, the screen goes off when you turn the lights out. Oh, God. You would think that it would go off real quick. But it stays on for enough minutes that you think, oh, this thing's permanently on and there's nothing I'm I can do so about it. I'm so annoyed right now <laughs> that I, I find this annoying. It was annoying. It was frustrating. It made me feel frustrated and helpless. Because the, there is... A, and there was no one around who could explain it to say, me. I was going to say, the small part that you're leaving out is that you guys were kind of left to your own devices. Yes. And that was like the big... There was no authority. He- headline of the, yes. of the weekend was that... There was no authority that could say, oh, here's what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, I kind of remember that it just went off eventually. Okay. And that proved to be true. Because I, I would have unplugged that shit from the outlet. There was no outlet it was from which to unplug. It was hardwired yes. into the wall. It was, maybe there was an outlet behind the TV. No. And I'm it furious. was like bolted to the wall. Literally furious. And I'm right doing now. that thing where you're feeling all around for, for like a button, an off button. A button. Yeah. <laughs> Humiliating. Yeah. <laughs> a modern humiliation. Okay. Well, you were having an eccentric weekend. Yeah. With a like sort of an eccentric that. thing that you got asked to do. Absolutely. Which was a show. But now I'm back from outer space. <laughs> now let's let's get down to it and talk about Southern Charm. We, we watch Southern to. Charm. <laughs> we still watch it. Yeah. <laughs> we watch it. Um, we're watching it. And... Our our fellow reality TV friends. Now, look, the only shows we watch are Southern Charm and, I guess, now Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, I can't wait for season 11. I We should do recap. Personally, I would, but I don't know how you feel about this. I'm just bringing this up on the podcast for right. the first time ever. Mm-hmm. I would do episode-by-episode episode recap Stay of Homekins episode, bonus episodes. I think we could do that. Of season 11. That sounds like a fun project. But there's so many episodes in this. Like, there's like 23. So many. Which seems like it might be hard for us to. Maybe we would do a season recap then. That's what, I don't know. I like that. Well, okay. I like the episode by episode, but it is so many episodes. What if we just like shoot for it and don't promise? (laughs) I like if we announce we're going to do it with the option to stop doing it at any time (laughs) or to stop doing it for a little bit and then pick it back up. We could, I know what we could do instead of episode by episode or season recap, we could do quarterly Mm. recaps. So there's 23, four episodes. Seven. Wasn't there one season was 27 episodes? No way. I think there was. And then obviously a recap from the reunion. We have to do yeah. a recap for the reunion. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying like that would be like six episodes or something, right? I'm not good at math, so whatever. This could be fun. And let me propose this. All right, I'm listening. We go to BravoCon. We... <laughs> that was... I, wanna go, I think we should go to BravoCon. You want to go to BravoCon? We haven't even been to the restaurant. yet. If it's yet. at Vegas, if it's in Vegas, mm. I would fucking go. Well, because any excuse for you to go to Vegas. Well, I, I'm sorry. I like to go to Vegas. I know you do. I know you do. What, a, what is wrong with that? That is a normal... Nothing's wrong. 
hey. red-blooded hey, American hey. <laughs> thing to want to fucking do. I'm and that a, is go to Vegas not attacking you. and gamble and <clears throat> fucking eat and drink and... Be merry <laughs> for tomorrow we shall die. Is that from Shakespeare? Eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we shall die. What? what? You've never heard that before? I've heard eat, drink, and be merry. Alexa, who oh. said eat, drink, and be merry? This might answer your question. Okay. Alexa, stop. So, okay, Alexa thinks it's from the X-Files, guys. I don't know if you heard that. You probably didn't. But just FYI. I mean, that's I'm embarrassed for Alexa. She said, and people are worried about AI. I mean, what in the fuck? Oh, my (laughs) God. Oh, my God, bless you. Thank you. Oh, my God, bless you. Oh, my God, bless you. Eat, drink, and be merry. Bible verse. Oh, my God. The Bible is now It's from the goddamn Bible. The fucking Bible? Oh, because it's It's, the Last Supper. It's from it. No, it's not the Last Supper. Jesus. He says, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow I shall die. No, Because he's going to be put on the cross. No. It's from the Old Testament. It's from Ecclesiastes. God damn it. If life ends at death, then you might as well eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. Can we discuss this article I saw in the LA Times about this fucking... Researcher, some Stanford. Wait, it's also in Isaiah. What the fuck is going on here? What the fuck? It's a fucking repeat. It's a combination of two passages of scripture. Are you joking me right now? I swear to God, I'm not. And and then it's a direct quote from the Book of Mormon. Yay! And there shall be many which shall say, "Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die, and it shall be well with us." Don't drink coffee. Guess what? AI. Has been around this whole time, hasn't it? You know, like Bible days, you mean? Yeah. 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 This is the proof. Yeah. They were scraping <laughs> other chapters <laughs> and cobbling together shit. That's right. That's right. And Frankensteining philosophy from Ecclesiastic to fucking Isaiah. <laughs> then this guy in the fucking LA Times, the Stanford researcher guy, he did all this study, Mm -hmm. and he says there's no such thing as free will. It does not exist. Oh, that's too bad. But that's the eat, drink, and be merry shit. That's what that means. That there's no free will? Yeah, it means like we're all going to die, so just... Have a good time? Yeah. Okay, I, I don't quite understand how that erases free will. Because it's all like, there's no point. We're robots. We're fucking Why are we, biological I don't, I don't, robots. I guess I got to read this Organic thing. robots. Cyborgs? Cybernetic organisms? <laughs> I mean, I guess. I ain't no robot man. I ain't no fucking robot, but this guy is like... I ain't descended from a monkey, and I ain't a robot. <laughs> we saw in here at the wind. Why are people so mad about devolving <laughs> from monkeys? Who gives a shit? <laughs> I don't know. I like monkeys. I don't see what the big deal yeah, is. Yeah, it's like, I also look at it like, we won. <laughs> 
It's like an achievement. I look at it like um, I don't really care. That's what I. We're all over the place now. We did see in her at the wind. You know what Jelly Roll said in his in his (laughs) acceptance speech at the CMAs. Oh, there's a reason that the the windshield windshield is bigger than the the rear rear view mirror. mirror. That's right. I don't need to think about no monkey shit. Look forward. Yeah. Look forward. Glance back. But plow ahead. It's also kind of an argument against the Bible. <laughs> he doesn't pray. He only talks to God when he needs a favor. It's true. And he so, doesn't really thank God in his speeches, does he? Um, I don't know. You know, because some, some of them are real. Oh, a lot of them are. <laughs> anyway, Jelly, Jelly Roll is settled law. We're not going to relitigate Jelly him. Jelly Roll is unimpeachable. If he wants to believe in God... In Jesus, he can. Let him do it. Good for you. Um, Okay. Inherit the Wind we saw with Alfred Molina. Yeah. No, he didn't go with us. He was in it. (laughs) (laughs) He loved it. By the way. (laughs) He sat between us. Okay. So so this cast was amazing. I loved the play. It's at the Pasadena Playhouse. If If you're nearby, I recommend going to see the production of Inherit the Wind. Yeah. This character actor I really like, Michael Kostroff. He played Levy in The Wire. Yeah. Where my wire heads at? Where my wire heads at? When you walk through the garden. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. He played Levy in The Wire. I've I've always loved him. He he was on this episode of Audrey Helps Actors podcast, and he's talking about being a journeyman actor. And I was like, oh, my God, he's so charming and wonderful. And then he was doing these little videos during the strike where he's like, this is where I live. I don't, you know, I'm not rich and da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, very earnest and lovely. Then I met him, IRL. Mm-hmm. On the picket lines. On the picket lines. He was a, he was a, he was a reliable fixture at my quote unquote home studio where I <laughs> where I, you know, pounded the pavement with my sign. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And I had heard that he was like very sweet and approachable. And I was like, oh my gosh, Michael Kostroff, I just want to let you know. Like I really love you. I heard you on I'm the I'm so glad that happened. And he's so cool. And um and I knew he was going to be in this production of Inherit the Wind. And um he was because he was like rehearsing at the time. And I was like, I got tickets to come see. And then he sort of casually said, like, oh, please say hi afterwards or mm-hmm. whatever. And I was like, okay. So then weeks go by. And then, and I was, and I told him, I was like, oh, and by the way, I'm a huge Alfred Molina fan, mm-hmm. which I've always been kind of, I'm, I even like, I pitched a show in 2008 and I was like, I want Alfred Molina to star in it. But I was pitching it with Aaron Ginsburg and Wade McIntyre. And they're like, no, it can't be. Or whatever. And I was like, well, whatever. We and it was Dr. Octopus, the series. And it they was, are embarrassed <laughs> now. They wanted someone else, but whatever. We didn't have anyone attached to it anyway. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other story, by the way. My whatever. So yeah. I was like, I just love him. I've seen him on I've seen him in Broadway like five times or whatever. And um so I was excited to see, and he was like, oh, you, you, maybe you can meet Fred or, you know, and I was like, mm, I can't, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I can't meet him. I know. He was like, come to the stage door. And, he was like, come to the stage door, blah, blah, blah. And so we go to see the play. The play is terrific. Michael Koshoff is terrific, terrific. Alfred Millian is terrific. The rest of the cast is wonderful. Amazing cast, yeah. Um, I really liked the production. I thought they had such a fresh 
uh, take on it. They didn't yeah. change one word of the play. I had never seen... They were in contemporary clothes. Yes, yeah. they were in contemporary clothes, very bare-bones set. I had never seen any production of the play. I've never seen the movie. And the play was written in 1955, and it's about a case that happened in, what, the, the 20s? The 20s or something? Yeah, the Scopes Monkey Trial. Yeah. I don't remember my dates from history that well. Yeah. Um, it almost doesn't matter because it landed in such a modern way of, like, oh, yeah. science ver- like like... Like the play is like basically about like our do we have freedom in America? Yeah. Do we have freedom of religion or or not? Yeah. <laughs> kind of. It was like a freedom of religion. Yeah, freedom thing. of thought. Freedom of thought. Freedom of the yeah. It was not just like that the um that the ideas were still fresh, unfortunately, but that the dialogue was kind of not but, nothing anachronistic about I it. I will say this though, I felt like I credit a lot to the actors and the director of that production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for it rhythmically mm-hmm. coming out. Absolutely. And landing in a modern way on, on people's ears that way. Yeah. So, and it was kind of a long production and um, we were so tired and I was like, I don't think, I'm too shy to like hang Absolutely. out and try to find Michael Cotter. Like I met yeah, yeah, him yeah. on the picket line like once or twice and... So I left, and then I wanted to send him, like, my whatever. So I DM'd him on socials. He finally got back. I need to write him back and tell him my full impressions or whatever. Mm. But I guess he thought our friend Catherine was coming, and she couldn't come at the last minute, and they had exchanged numbers and emails. And right, stuff. right, right. And he was like, where were you? Like, like he was upset. Not yeah. upset, but, like, a little disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That not only was she not there, but that we didn't stick around or whatever. Yeah. And so I felt a little like I had, like, I, like, not true to my word a little bit. Yeah. But I, w- I was a little you awkward. Know, like, I didn't know how to navigate where to go. I didn't know what yeah. to do or. It's a very specific thing. Also, I didn't have a way to contact him. Right, be, right, right. Like, I guess I could have tried social... Uh, he didn't respond for like, days on that. Yeah, so, yeah, Because yeah. we're not... Exactly. And it was my first time reaching out to him on socials, so... Yeah. But I, I have been in that situation, too, and I... It was very casual. I never want to go backstage. If somebody invites me to their show, I never want to go backstage. Whether it's, whether it's somebody that I don't really know or a friend of mine, like, that is a very... It's a, um, it's a kind of sacred space, and I mean, he didn't say come backstage. No, no, no. I know. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. But even then, it's like the effort that it takes sometimes to say hello after a show. Right. You know what I mean? Right. When you've performed a show. And, but also on the other end of it, when you're just in the audience, I feel very like, it's not my place. I'm not supposed to be there. Right. This is their space. Well, now know? that we're talking about this, I f- now I'm starting to feel worse because... What if he thought we bailed because? Well, that's always the now thing. Now I'm like in my head about it. I know, I know, but like we didn't like. His- do you remember we saw we saw Nicole Parker's show and we left like as soon as it was over? We like we didn't stick around and say hi, and I immediately texted and was, you know, effusive. Like the show was so great, we didn't want to bother you because it's also like, you know, it when you're in the fucking game. It's like. Sometimes there's a bunch of people you have to kind of host after you've just done this performance. Yeah, yeah. And depending on what it is, it can be exhausting, you know, and especially for like a one person show. Oh, for sure. It's like the last thing you want to do. 
Well, depending on the person, I guess. But well, for me personally, the last thing I would want to do. Show. This yeah, show this was an ensemble, ensemble thing. So show. it's it's easier for somebody. Another time was when we got invited to Hamilton uh, by Rory O'Malley, who is he played King George. I don't remember in this at all. That production of Hamilton. Well, because he was, I, it was through him that I got the tickets, and okay, so we went. I don't even know who that is. He played Ro- King George Rory in Hamilton, Hamilton when we saw it. Rory O'Malley, okay. not Rory Hamilton. <laughs> but I don't remember. <laughs> Mr. Policeman, this I gave you all the clues. <laughs> so long ago. I don't remember who was. I know it was a while ago. And it was a huge cast. I, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. But yeah. there was one guy who was King George. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> but I, I mean. It's like, not like I'm saying he was third minute man. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so we had exchanged numbers over Twitter. And he said, come back and say hi after the show. And I was just like, I got very shy and like, I didn't. And it's like, where do you it is. go and where, exactly. where do I walk? And, and it is so many people. Is someone going to be like, sir? Yeah. And I was just like, I chickened out and, you know, we just left and I texted him. I was like, that was there you terrific. There like, more co- instructions involved. Like, if you wait well, in the lobby. Well, but he probably would have. But we left even before then. You oh, know what okay, I mean? Okay. Like, we just left. There was no question of us sticking around to say hi afterwards. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I always felt bad about that because I, you know, he was very generous. He got us the tickets. and yeah, see, I... I thought I got us the tickets. No, we had house seats. Yeah, I thought I got us house seats through someone I knew. Not for that show, no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, honey, we've seen a lot of theater together. Sure. Sure. Okay, well, whatever. It's <laughs> a strange thing. Anyway, we saw that. It's a very specific and weird it, when thing. When you started talking about monkeys, it made me think of Inherit the Wind. That's why I said of that. Of course. Because you were going to talk about Southern Charm, and I didn't want to... No, we must talk about Southern Charm. Okay. This show sucks. <laughs> and our, our I reality friends... I can't stop watching it, though, because there's some nights where I don't want to think about anything, and if it's in the oh, queue... Oh, for sure. If it's in the queue, I'm like, oh, thank God. Yes. These boring people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is something I'm not under any obligation to really give any <laughs> meaningful attention to. Yeah. It's a very strange show. It's Here, a very strange show. Here's the thing. And we may have talked about this on the podcast before. And if we have, I apologize. <laughs> you know. But after watching Van- all 10 seasons of Vanderpump. Yeah. And the way it crescendoed. It is a snooze fest. Southern Charm. These, because the people in Southern Charm, they're none of them are even dating, and they're having like, oh my god, I can't believe you hooked up with that person. What, what do you care? Right, I know you're all like forty years old, <laughs> and there is also like a friendship at the center of this season that is on the rocks. Yeah, and I didn't even know that those two gals were close friends, and yeah. and we're in like episode nine, and now I'm like, oh no, they. They did meet one another's family, like they yeah. know each other in a in a like in a non reality show way right. or something. Right, right. And I was like, wait a minute, because like I was like, wow, they're really pushing this that they're good friends. Yeah. I thought that was like a manufactured storyline. It might as well be. I mean, because they they've lost so many cast members over the years 
that it's like these, these these second string people are now the main people on the show. Yeah. And it's like, and they all kind of vaguely, all the women vaguely look alike. Yeah, there's a definite type. Yeah. Yeah, there's three main ones that are like Barbie blondes. Yeah. And it's sort of like... None of the men have jobs. Except for... Well, Craig. Fucking Craig has his own business. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, and we don't get to see much of the business. And that's like... that. Vanderpump is all about like the business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like I want to see the business, his business. It was a the thing about Vanderpump that was really amazing was to me was how bad a bartender Jax was. And that they kept him working at that place just so he could be on the show. Maybe he provided the Coke. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That would make a lot of sense. That would make a lot of sense. I find like the Southern charm thing is existential for me because Mm. the men on that show, like because I grew up in Charleston Mm -hmm. at a time when I was dating. Ooh. Okay. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) And when I see like the sort of, dating pool of Mm. that show i'm like it's a little ptsd for me because Mm -hmm. i'm like ew like that's that was that's those were the pickings yeah do you know what i'm saying dude is still around this type of dude were the pickings when i was going when i went to every formal dance at every high school my Mm. (laughs) With your long white gloves. My long white gloves. And I, <laughs> I even went to like a Citadel dance and the guy gave me his gloves. And I Did was like, you really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, but the guy gave you his gloves? Okay. When I was in middle school, I used to go to these like Citadel dance mixers with middle other. Middle school? With other middle schoolers. Who were, how old do you have to be? Like seventh grade. Their Citadel has. <laughs> no, 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 no. They were not Citadel cadets. But it was at the Citadel? Yeah, like they were maybe there for like a camp or something. I don't know. We used to go to these Citadel mixer dances in middle school. And I would go with my friend, Angela, and we'd go and her parents would drive us to the Citadel and drop us off on the campus. Mm -hmm. And it was like fun. Mm -hmm. And we danced with these other like weird middle school guys. So what's the gloves thing? Okay, then when I was like in high school, mm-hmm. I was invited by a cadet. One of these lords of discipline. <laughs> a cadet to um to one of their formal dances. Cuckoo, hello. Hi, Cuckoo. A two cuckoo show. And I guess it's a thing where they like give you their gloves at the end of the night. And then I was like stuck with these gloves for like a few years, like moving around a the different few colleges. Years. I mean, I don't know. Like they look like Mickey Mouse gloves. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh, do they have the lines on them? Yeah, they're like yeah. white knit. White formal gloves. White yeah. knit. White cotton gloves. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't fit you because they were not. Meant for your hands. I know they you were got somebody hands. else's hands. Yeah, you know. Anyway, I remember. Isn't it that funny guy, how big Mickey guy. Mouse's hands are <laughs> for such a little guy? He's got huge hands. He well, yeah. Unless he stuffs his gloves. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I wanna. 
Yeah, I don't know about that. I can't weigh in. Okay. I don't have an opinion. Okay. I didn't have an opinion about Donald Trump's small hands either. People really tried to make that a thing. Only because I, he's so, like, I know. braggadocious. Let's not fucking talk. We're, we're going to have plenty of him in the next year. Don't say that. You know it's true. Girl, you know it's true. I don't know it's true. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I love you. There's, like, a Millie Vanilli documentary coming out. Oh, that's going to be bleak. I don't think it is. They, I saw clips, and they're, like, talking about it openly. Well, the one guy's not because he's dead. Oh, shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Vanilli. No. What yeah. happened? He killed himself, I think. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. No. It was Robin Fab. I think. No. Is Fab the one who's still I can't remember which one is still alive. No. But yeah, one of the guys killed himself. Don't. No. I'm sorry. No. Fuck. Well, now you're prepared when you watch the documentary. I'm not prepared. I didn't want that to be the case. Well, I, of course not. But better you hear it from me. I don't know, guys. Well, this was delayed. We had technical difficulties. He's tired. I'm angry. I don't (laughs) know what kind of episode this is. We've come up with three names. (laughs) I remember one of them. I remember two. Something simp. Cloud simp. Simp for the cloud. Simp for the cloud. Touche touchado. Touche touchado. The other one, God only knows. I don't know. It's not for us to say. P- putting AI in the mouth or something. Or... <laughs> something like that. I yeah. don't really. It can be titled whatever. Yeah. But my hope and wish is that this delayed episode does something for somebody. Mm-hmm. As opposed to nothing for anybody. Folks, when we started this podcast, <laughs> it was because we wanted to make a difference. And we wanted to do something for somebody, not nothing for nobody. <laughs> All right. Do you have any recommendations? <laughs> yes. Fucking. My recommendation is to shut it down. <laughs> shut it down. Shut it down. You donkey. <laughs> Um, reading Barbara Streisand's memoir, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, when you're on your Kindle and you're reading, and it's like, you have three hours left in this book. It says you have thirty nine hours remaining. <laughs> okay, I was just listening to one of my podcasts. Stop podcasting yourself, my friends, Graham Clark and Dave Shumka up in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and you've met those guys. Lovely guys. Yes. And Dave was talking about reading the Britney Spears biography. Which I also read. Yes. On his Kindle. Which is like a 30 minute was say, he was <laughs> Like saying a pamphlet. Like, he would get to a chapter and it would say, you have one minute left to this chapter. <laughs> yeah. It was literally like a manifesto yeah. or something. Yeah, it, yeah, was yeah. Like, it was like a, yeah. 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 Dictated, not read. <laughs> to be fair, like... Britney Spears and Barbara Streisand have had very different lives and careers. That's true. And one has, uh, is much older and has lots more yes, to talk about. Yes. Yeah. And one, one has had a lot of her life stolen. Stolen. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and the Britney Spears one was sort of like 
her to say on it, mm. like, you know, this was traumatizing to me. I did not want this to happen, and I, I need time to heal. Like, it was basically like, I need time to heal. Yeah. And then people are still fucking with her, which yeah. I don't think is cool. I know. Kind of. I know. But yeah, the Barbara Streisand one, man. I mean, I'm interested in it. Like, Does I she heard tell the story about, about when she put the gum, the imaginary gum under the stool? That might be an hour 29 or something. I'm only, <laughs> you know. Where are you in the book? Like, what's happening in her she's life? She's just graduated from high school. <laughs> 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 and she had to learn to swim. And she didn't. <laughs> she had to learn to what? She had to pass a swimming exam to graduate. <laughs> hey, just, hey, celebrities, <laughs> you don't have to glue everything. <laughs> I don't. I'm not hating it. I. I'm not hating. I bet it's it. great. I bet it's fascinating. I bet it's absolutely worth a read. I feel like I'm. I definitely feel like I'm in her head. Like I mm. don't feel like you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, I don't think I recommended this memoir, which I think is one of the best memoirs I've ever read. Mm. Julia Fox. Oh yeah, that's right. You really like that. I could not fucking put. It down. Mm -hmm. Now, I did not know anything about her. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew she was like uncut jams. Like, that's all I knew. She was amused to Brian Softy. Amused to Brian Softy, of course. Yeah, yeah, uncut jams. And so, and I knew that she had this online presence and that she got in trouble. Did I talk about this on the podcast already? I don't recall. About her getting in trouble online because she called sexual. So, so people like kids on TikTok call sexual assault broccoli. No, we've and she we've talked about it. I don't think you talked about it on the podcast. And she was like, I don't understand why people are so upset about broccoli. Only it's not broccoli, it's like something else. Right. Bacon or something or Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So she was saying like it's not a big deal. And then people she was like, like it's a big deal. She was like, no, I didn't they know. They didn't say that. They said Julia Fox condones oh, sexual assault. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, sorry, I didn't know. Like, I'm not a TikTok expert yeah. or whatever. But then, like, people were yelling. Because if you condone sexual assault, you would say sexual assault. <laughs> right? You yeah. wouldn't use the euphemism yeah, for it. Yeah. You'd be like, I think sexual assault is great. <laughs> also, that's insane. She was not condoning. Of course. Sexual assault. Of course assault. not. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, her her book like reads like uh, it's like wild and chaotic, and it's wait, what's going on now? Nothing. You're, I'm just having technical. I, no, no, no. I'm just looking at the different. No, it's fine. Okay, because before you looked at it like that, and we were having technical. Yes, and then I said something, but now it's <laughs> it's fine. I'll anyway, tell you off mic. It's not something urgent. I um. So I like um. I was saying it was like the millennial just friends, just kids. Sorry. The millennial just kids. Because it's like a, a, right. a time and a place in New York mm -hmm. where she is like surviving mm -hmm. her life. Mm -hmm. And it's drugs and it's, you know, like trauma. Mm -hmm. And it's just fucking wild. Yeah. It's wild. And it's told with like... An interesting perspective. You feel like you're living it with her. Yeah. Because she's not looking back. She's not reflecting on it. Mm -hmm. 
She's not reflecting. Like, she's basically like, I'm this crazy creature, mm-hmm. and this is who I am. Yeah. And it was like, I don't know. I just kind of came out of it, like, thinking, like, I had respect for her as a as an artist or mm-hmm. as a something. Mm-hmm. As a creative mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. As a person. As a person. Yeah, as a, as a thinking, feeling person. As a thinking, feeling, and absolutely abused person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are my recs. They're all, all right. celebrity memoir guys. Sorry. Um, That's my I wanna, life. I want to wreck books too. I'm, I'm not, I, I can't think of anything else to... Like, that's not a book right now because that's all I'm thinking about. I can recommend 18,000 podcasts about the SAG-AFTRA deal. I know. I don't... <laughs> that's I don't, not what I want to recommend. I don't know that I'm listening to anything new. I think I'm just listening to my old favorites right now. Um, but books-wise, I will tell you that... Um, oh, wait. We haven't recorded since Halloween. I don't think so. So I want to recommend Talk to Me, which was a great horror film from Australia. Oh, unfortunately, I fell asleep in the middle. I know, but... Not because it wasn't good. It was just the hour. Yeah. But uh, really, really fun um, and spooky movie. Yeah. Um, if you like that sort of thing. Um, We're behind on our watch-alongs, too. We have a couple that I know. we want to do. I was bummed that we didn't get to do it for October. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed so when we did that. So some of our listeners. Also, yeah. they keep asking about our watch-alongs, and I'm like, no, we have we have some that we plan to do. Like, yes. we really want to do it. We just haven't had... We haven't been home. Well, and also the strike was on, and it felt like... Well, we could have banked them. That was what I wanted to do. We could have banked them, but... I wanted to I bank them. I know, but I don't know. It just felt... Well, we were... Because we didn't know how long we were going to have to bank them for. Yeah. Anyway, I want to recommend book-wise. So I finished... Um, at our friend Catherine's recommendation, a gentleman in Moscow. Yes. Because she saw that I had been given. Uh, oh, I can't. I can't believe I can't remember the title. I I'm think, reading the book. I do think that you talked about this. I haven't gotten to it yet. This is the this is the setup. I oh, did. I did setup. recommend that book. That book. Okay. Yes. Um, but hold on a second. And now you're on the other book. Is that what you're saying? Well, there was a book in between which I think I mentioned, which was um, Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, which yeah. a lot of people yeah, I read, read before read I did. Yeah, I read that one as yes. well. Yeah. Um, and so last year for Christmas, I was given this book by my friend Scott Carter called Rules of Civility, and it was an actual physical book. Uh-huh. Right? And so I had it sitting out, and Catherine saw it and said, oh, you have to read his first book called A Gentleman in Moscow. I read it. I loved it. Read tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. And then I started, because it was, Hall- it was Halloween time, I started reading a bunch of Poe stuff, Edgar Allan Poe stuff that I'd never read. And some of it I was really enjoying, and some of it was like, I'm not, this is not grabbing me. Which ones did you like? Uh, I liked the, uh, the cask of Amontillado. Um, I liked... Um, the Pit and the Pendulum. I mean, I, I... Did you read The Gold Bug? Yeah, I liked The Gold Bug. The Gold going, Bug was longer than I thought it was going to be. Because to Charleston? Yes. I went, okay. Yeah, but I did like The Gold Bug. But it was fun to be to be catching up on this stuff that I'd heard of but never read before, especially after watching 
Um, the fall of the house, yeah. The fall of the house of Usher on Netflix, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, another Mike Flanagan joint. That final episode I thought was absolutely incredible. Um, it was a great, uh, it was a great build the whole series. And Bruce Greenwood is incredible. He was great. Um, and shout so out then, to our friend Katie Parker who was in. I know she played Annabelle Lee. Yeah, she did such a great awesome. job. It was great to see her have such a huge She's part such in a great it. Great actress. Yeah. Um, so then, like, whatever I was reading, I was like, ah, it's not grabbing me. So I was like, let me read that Rules civility. of Civility. And I, I fucking love it. You I love, love it. it. I love when a writer is able to write relationships really well. Mm-hmm. Romantic relationships, friendships. Sure. And he really does a great job with that. Uh, cool. So I'm really loving it. It's one of those things where, you know how when it's time to go to bed... And you're like, oh, I get to read more yes, of that that's book. that's the best. It's a great feeling. That's yeah. the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's my Rex for now. I like that a lot. Thank, Thank you, honey. I like that. I think we're doing the best we can, We're you doing know? the best we fucking can. All right. Well, that's it for us. Listen, um, <laughs> paulftompkins.com slash live. In addition to um, Charleston, this Friday, December 17th, I'll be back at Lodge Room in Los Angeles uh, doing the Variatopia Holiday Show. It's a Sunday. In addition to this Friday in Charleston. Oh, I thought you said this Sunday, Friday. Sunday, December is a- 17th. Okay. I'll be back at Lodge Room in Los Angeles. Okay, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. You get to go read your book. It's in the other room. <laughs> Are you trying to send me to bed? <laughs> All right, let me do my plugs. Okay. So, uh, and then uh, I'm going to give you a little teaser that we're going to be doing a sort of little Variatopia mini tour in the new year. Mm. And so we're going to be hitting a bunch of different cities. And do you know? I will have, well, I know some of them, but I'll have the full details very soon. Do you know the time of year? Uh, springtime. I believe it's springtime. Springtime. Oh, and I'll be back at Sketchfest in San Francisco in February. Wonderful. I'll be doing Variotopia there. I'll be doing Spontorco. Oh, you are doing Variotopia We'll be doing a live neighborhood listen. Shit. What are you moving? Just move into San Francisco. Right? I'm going to go up for that. That sounds fun. Yeah, come on up. It'll be fun. I love San Francisco. All right. That is it for us. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry about everything. Yes, we apologize for the lateness. Sorry about everything. I, we apologize for everything. Abjectly. <laughs> oh, my God. Please. In the meantime, we will have bonus content yes. available at our weekend water substack. If you have not, there's, like a- there's a version. And please go to weekendwater.com. Wait, sorry, weekendwater.substack.com yes. and sign up. And until then, stay, stay safe, safe, stay, stay strong. Sane. Oops. Stay, stay safe, <laughs> stay sane, and stay strong. <laughs> stay safe, stay sane, and stay strong.